BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How are you? Oh, you know what I was thinking about today? How I love key lime pie. I really do. Public supermarket, big fan of them. They have a fantastic key lime pie. But I'm going to say something a little crazy. You know, I don't eat ass. That's never been my thing. I don't, I don't need to put my mouth towards your butthole. But when it comes to desserts, I do go ass first. What do you mean, Heather? Well, I turn a key lime pie around and I I take the thicker crust, which is essentially the end of the slice, right? The outer layer. I take my slice, it com- you know, it comes to you, pie slice. The triangle tip is always facing you. That's where you're supposed to start. Then you work your way up towards the back. I always flip around my key lime pie and eat it ass first because I like, I really like it for the crust. And I don't, I'm not a fan of whipped cream. I'm only a fan of whipped cream if it's freshly whipped, and then I don't want it on a dessert. I don't want whipped cream on a pie. I want whipped cream by itself with fresh berries. I just thought I'd let you realize. (laughs) Just thought I'd let you know that. I don't know why. I just, I thought I would let you know. I don't eat ass, but I do eat the ass of a pie. And that's where I'm at, mentally and physically. I took a nap today. And I know that's, you're like, Heather, what's the significance about that? Well, I finally said, it's a Monday. And I said, you know what? I'm going to fucking take a nap. I'm going to take a nap and I'm going to do me. And I took a 45 minute nap and I came in and my husband was like, we're ready to go to dinner. And you're always on your own time. And that's when my head spun off my body and I almost murdered him. I said, are you fucking kidding me, Jeff? Are you kidding me? He had the audacity to make even the joke that he waits for me. He does not wait for me. No one waits for me. I move at a very gazelle-like pace when it's time to go to dinner. I'm always making sure I'm getting ready and I'm usually waiting downstairs for him. And then he always waits to the umpteenth second to put on his polo and then says, because I forget a lip gloss upstairs, he'll be like, we're waiting for you. Go fuck yourself. No, you weren't. Was I taking a gleeful nap today? I was, and I deserve it. And my Apple watch kept fucking chiming. Get up, stand, move, breathe. Bitch, I got in 12,000 steps doing my shows in one night this weekend. I don't want to fucking hear it. You know, on Sunday when everybody else is resting, I'm taking a plane, a train, an automobile to get home. And then I usually have to clean my room and my closet because Jeff's left it a disaster. He really just burned my biscuits upstairs right now. And I love my husband. He's a great man. But some days I want to choke a bitch out. You know what I mean? Good to be home. (laughs) Good to be home. Listen, wanted to say a huge thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who came to the Philly show and the Charlotte show. First and foremost, I need to tell you about like a spiritual, emotional awakening I had this weekend. Performing in Philly, you know, back to my degenerate husband. He talks so much shit about Philly because he's a New Yorker. And I guess it has something to do with like Philly and New York sports arrivals. I told him so many times, I don't give a shit. Like Atlanta could hate, I don't know, Daytona, Florida. But if I go there and they have decent wings and they're a good time, I'm going to enjoy it. Do you know what I'm saying? 
I don't know who Atlanta's rival is. I guess New Orleans. Well, when it comes to sports, I think it's New Orleans. But either way, good for them too. You know, I don't care. So Jeff kept just saying how much he hated Philly. I hate Philly. I hate Philly. He doesn't hate the city. He said the city's lovely, but he just hates the sports. Like Giants versus Eagles. Again, no one cares. Nobody lays their head on their pillow at night and thinks, I hate that place so much because of the sports. Now, some people can say this about Alabama. When it comes to Roll Tide football, it's simply because you guys are obnoxious because you always win. And that's fine. The rest of us are probably sore losers. It is what it is. I'll, I'll admit it. It's fine. But he just kept talking so much shit. And I came out and I had Philly was so much fun. One of the best audiences ever. Just amazing. The theater was historic. It's really cool because Philadelphia has a ton of historic shit. Like apparently, well, first of all, y'all, I went to this great restaurant. I think it was called Zahav. Phenomenal restaurant. Israeli food. Fucking unreal. You know, bitch thrives with the baba ganoush. Baba ganoush, a hummus, anything with like kefir, anything with halloumi cheese, a roasted pork belly. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. Very easy to please. If you give me like a meze, which is the Arabic word for like sampler platter, essentially. You know, in America, we have like jalapeno poppers, tater tots, potato wedges, potato skins, boneless buffalo wings, maybe a salsa, and maybe like a seven-layer dip. But in most other parts of the sophisticated world, they have things called a meze, which is essentially like a hummus, some sort of pickled vegetable, gorgeous like pita, maybe a naan bread. You know what I'm saying? And I know I'm swirling a lot of different ethnicities together, but a meze is just like a... It's a sampler platter. Or in Italian, the antipas. You know what I'm saying? Antipas plate, which has like olives, salami, cheese, couple dips, couple eggplant, that kind of stuff. Anyways, the American antipas, <laughs> the American sampler platter is just jalapeno poppers, which listen, I fuck with those. so I'm not going to judge. You know, I don't want to come off as super judgy because I have no place to be. But anywho... What was my point? Okay, so we went to a great restaurant. I took a drunk stroll towards the Liberty Bell. I saw Independence Hall where George W., not George W. Bush, you know, George Washington did his thing. And it was a really good time. A lot of history. The theater I performed at, the Merriam Theater, was really cool because that was the birthplace, the first place that West Side Story performed. You know, there's a lot of cool history at the core and the root of who I am. It's just an old theater gal. You know, it's a gal who loves a song and dance and a tap number. It's a little tap routine. I mean, I remember as a child when Riverdance came out with Michael Flatley. I think he turned out to be a creep. Maybe not. I don't know. Could have been a nice guy. But a man that kicks that high, you got a question. You know what I mean? You got to wonder the motive. As work's gearing up, you know, you have a new sense of pressure. You have a new sense of shit. I got a lot riding on my shoulders or maybe your kids are back in school and you're like, this is a whole nother learning curve. I was just stuck in the house with them for a year. Now they're gone. Like what is happening? We're all going through a lot. There's a lot of changes. And I know there's a lot of positive changes happening. But you know, what's great is when you need an extra minute to talk to somebody, there's Talkspace. Talkspace is awesome because it has all the benefits of therapy, you know, the specialist, the, the one-on-one communication, but it's honestly convenient because it's in the privacy of your own home. You can talk to somebody whenever you need to. The cool thing is that Talkspace is ready to help you start feeling better with a single message. Set goals with your Talkspace therapist and develop techniques to cope with difficult times. Talkspace also offers individual therapy, couples therapy, and medication prescription services. Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform, and there are thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with across dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. They work around your schedule and at your convenience with live video sessions and unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist. If you need a little support to help you get through the end of the year or want to start building towards a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code ABSOLUTELY. That's $100 off when you use code ABSOLUTELY at Talkspace.com. Now, back to the podcast. 
Anywho, but it was really cool performing in that historic theater. And the show in Philly was so much fun. And then I got to Charlotte. Y'all, I got to be honest with you. I'm really peeling back the layers. I'm, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I'm peeling back the curtain, exposing the dressing room. I went out in Charlotte and it was something crazy. I think it was like 2,200 people. It was huge. It was an insane show. Sold out. Philly was sold out. It was just a wild weekend of amazing shows. And I get on stage and Charlotte was just so overwhelming. Like the theater was so big. It was so gorgeous. It was so packed. People were such on fire. They were just, it was like a feeling I can never recreate. Well, hopefully at some of these other shows we can recreate it. But it was a feeling, an an emotion, a physical warmth inside my body. I got up on stage and I got very emotional. Like I was, I was like choking up for a second because I was just overwhelmed. You know, you're like, fuck the support. I am so immensely grateful to each and every one of you. And then for some reason, I thought I was going to throw <laughs> You know, when you're so excited and you have so much overwhelming, like joyful emotion, you think you're going to barf. My friend, Jenny, one of my dearest oldest friends, she was the kid at like Halloween who would get so excited when she would put her costume on to go out trick-or-treating that she would always throw up and then she couldn't go out because her mom was like, you just threw up. You can't go running around the neighborhood. She would get so excited. She'd barf. That's how I was. I was so excited. I almost barfed. And y'all didn't know because I, you were having the time of your life and the show was amazing. It was just clicking. It was like so perfect. Everything was great. But for the first 10 minutes, I, there were so many people in that audience and it was so beautiful. And you guys were so smiley back to me. And I recognized some faces that I literally was like, oh my God, I should not be on the stage. These people don't realize that they paid money to come see me, Heather McMahon. Like they should be here seeing, I don't know, Bill Burr or Ali Wong. But I was like, do they know that they paid to come see me? Anyways, I was delivering jokes. They were coming out of my mouth. I was feeling them in my soul. And literally as a joke was coming out of my mouth, I got this like weird warm sensation in the back of my throat. And I was like, I'm going to vomit because I should, this is all so insane. And I burped. I did. I burped on stage. Nobody knew I, you know, paused like that. And I just was so overwhelmed. I got off stage and I was like, that was insane. It was so insane. And the audiences have been so wonderful. And I know if you come on, if you come to my shows, I talk about like what the first leg of the tour was before the pandemic. And I think a lot of folks have just kind of like, like matured a little bit through the pandemic. I don't know if that's the right thing to say. And I know so many of y'all spend your hard-earned dollars and it's a girl's night out and you're having the time of your life. But I've been so overwhelmingly surprised by how amazing, like, because you don't know after a pandemic, people could be so fucking crazy. Like you're showing up with pasties on and you did meth. I don't know what your journey outside of the house has been. You know, your reassimilation, is that it? You reintroducing yourself into society. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for coming and sitting for 90 minutes and enjoying and engaging. And you've just been the best audiences. And I felt I could not sleep. I could not fall asleep till like 3.40 in the morning after the show in Charlotte. It was just the most magical weekend. And I was so tired because we flew you know, you fly into Philly. We had one night. Then you do the show. You get up at 8 a.m. the next day. You fly to Charlotte. You do the show. You don't get home till midnight. And then you get up at 8 a.m. the next day to, to fly home. And I was just running on pure adrenaline. And as I was flying back to Atlanta, you know, I was laying there in the bed in Charlotte and I just couldn't. I was like, I had restless leg syndrome. Like my legs were like. That's the noise my legs were making. Because I just couldn't. I was just overwhelmed with the thought of like where I was, fuck, six years ago, five years ago, and to be able to do this now. And as I was crushing, I mean, I crushed. I really do think I did a great job. But as I was saying these jokes, I was just, you know, when it clicks as a performer, when you have a good audience and your body feels good and you're just doing it and it clicks. Well, ASMR for you. And it clicks. There's this euphoric feeling. It's like when you're living in your purpose and you're doing exactly what God put you on the earth to do and it feels good and you hear that laugh. I had this panic. I got off stage and I, and you know, obviously only an artist becomes a self-sabotager. And I looked at Christina, I go, Christina, this show is so like, to me, it's so good. How the fuck am I ever going to rewrite this in six months when I have a brand new show? She's like, girl, you'll have a whole nother two hours to do. I mean, it's really crazy. And I'm very proud of the work and I'm just so grateful for you guys. So anyways, I just want to say 
it was a really wild experience this weekend. And if you were feeling the energy from me, I was feeling it from you. And I'm just so grateful. And I can't say thank you enough. I really can't. It means the world to me. And also I like to eat the tail end, the ass end of a pie. And if you bring, I'd like more gifts at my meet and greets. I will say that's my one complaint. You know, before we used to be able to chit chat and hug and you guys all brought me something with like my face on it, a homemade, you know, woven basket with my face on it, which I enjoy. But I will say because we're doing these Q and A's and we're doing a talk back type situation where there's still a lot of fun and we get to chit chat. And I actually think it's better because I get to see all of your faces and it's not like a rushed like, hey, we have 30 seconds to take a photo. That's shit's annoying. I will say I've gotten fewer gifts and I really like stickers. Okay. What I'm requesting is I would like stickers from these cities. And if you came to one of the shows, and you didn't have stickers to send me. Like if, like if I was in Charlotte, I need some Charlotte stickers because what I'd like to do is tchotchke up my away luggage. Love away. I would love for them to be a sponsor of the podcast. I would like to tchotchke up my away luggage with just stickers from all the cities I perform in. Because honestly, I already know I'm classy. I ooze um, finesse. I ooze financial gains. <laughs> So I don't need to walk through the airport. I already know that when I walk through the airport, I look like a Rothschild, a Vanderbilt, a member of the Illuminati, if you will. But what I'd like to do is have really tchotchkeed up uh, luggage with just fun stickers, stupid stickers, A, so I can always find my luggage and B, just so I can be like, yeah, I've been on the road. I've done some things. Um, And more gifts. (laughs) And if you bring a gift for me, Tina and Chris would like one as well. Thank you. Wealth is health. Share it. Great. Thank you. Thank you for being the best audiences and already spending money. But if you want to get a t-shirt, would love that as well. Also, side note, just a little heads up. If you ordered March t-shirt, remember that was pre-sale. Okay. So we we had you order it in August and then it said uh, it was coming, I believe the first week in November. So a lot of people are like, Hey, where's my merch? It was pre-sale. So you ordered it a month before we even had it on the press. So you will be getting your merch soon, but that's how we've been doing it now with pre-sale. Cause on my end, it makes it easier on my life. So I know how much shit I need to order. You know what I'm saying? Cause for the last two years, I've had about 6,000 t-shirts in my garage and Robin almost killed me. And then I almost killed my husband cause I had to listen to him bitch about it. You know what I mean? That's where we're at. We're all in this together. But again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the support, okay? Enough about me. Also, side note, Columbus and Cleveland coming to you this weekend. Columbus, there's plenty of tickets left. I don't know why they put us in the largest theater in in Columbus. They literally like, let's just do an arena in Columbus. Excited to be in Columbus. Last time I had a show in Columbus, we sold that bitch out. We had a blast. But if you want to come to Columbus, heatherontour.com. It's going to be a fucking blast. And then we're going to Cleveland. Maybe a few tickets left in Cleveland. If so, get your tickets, heatherontour.com. I am back in the swing of things, doing what I love. God is good, doing the fucking most. Okay. I'm going to get to the voicemails. I know y'all have been through a lot. I would love to hear your feedback of what the fuck you've been going through. As always, you can hit the hotline, 800-213-7503. Again, that's 800-213-7503. All right, let's get to the voicemails. Dear women everywhere, let's start a fashion revolution. Old Navy is changing the shopping game with body quality. Body quality means size equality, price equality, and style for women everywhere. That's right. Old Navy is making every one of its styles in every size with no difference in price because we deserve it and our sisters, moms, and friends do too. Old Navy's body quality started with you, the customer. Old Navy read thousands of product reviews, conducted thousands of interviews, even went on shopping trips with real customers to hear what you had to say. And they really, really listened. If you've ever wished you could shop with your friends, Old Navy heard you. They made every size from double zero to 28 available in every store with no special sections. If you're tired of ordering multiple sizes online to try on at home because the store just didn't carry your size, they heard you. They've got the sizes in person. What's also cool is they now in every store, you'll see mannequins in multiple sizes. And online, you can see styles you love on models and sizes four, 12, and 18. It makes such a big difference when you can look at something that you want to buy and you can see the model in your size. You're like, hey, those jeans look amazing. Those rock star skinnies, I got to get them. I got to get them. They look great on her. And she's my size. Here's the deal. It means a consistent and comfortable fit for every size, double zero through 38. 
extra small through 4X. Took years of work and tons of revisions, thousands of people, including customers, to create this fully integrated shopping experience. That's body quality, a revolutionized shopping experience for women everywhere. See oldnavy.com slash body quality for additional details, styles subject to availability. Hi, Heather. I'm embarrassed to share my name and associate myself with this voicemail, but my name is Erica. I'm from Cincinnati. And my absolutely not is that I met this man at the bar I was working at and he's in the Navy and he was supposed to leave today. We met last night. He was supposed to leave today to go back to his base and I told him I would go half seas with him on a plane ticket if he extended his stay by two days and stays with me here. And so that's what he's doing. Is he beautiful? Literally half black, half Caucasian, beautiful fucking man with eyes the color of the ocean sea. Yes, he is. And that's why I think I should really talk myself out of this self-hatred and shame but he's literally so beautiful and like I'm not in love with him but like like we don't like we're not soulmates I know he's not the one but he's so pretty and just like very nice and funny that like I don't know I was like I don't have anything to do with you for two days I don't start my job for three weeks I just bartend right now so like why not you know why not hang out with this man on my couch ah Anyway, I'm down $92. <laughs> so I hope that we have a good time, but absolutely not to me just doing weird things for a guy that like, I know I'm not going to even like see after this. What the fuck? Okay. I love you. I can't wait to see you in a couple weeks at Tap Theater. Bye. Erica, I'm going to stop you right now. Absolutely not to your self-doubt and this weird self-hatred, this shame that you're feeling for this beautiful sexual moment with a gorgeous Navy man. Are you out of your damn mind? I'll tell you right now, confession. I hooked up with a man from the Navy during Fleet Week, which is the number one thing Sex in the City tells you not to do. Okay, because you will get an STD from it. I didn't, I don't know how, but still. I hooked up with a seaman. And it was hot and it was steamy. And I was 22. And I still sometimes am just slowly scratching my back in the shower with the loof. And I think about that. And I think about it really long and hard. <laughs> what are you doing? Who cares? All right, you're down $92. Think about the other smut you would have spent with your $92. $92 is like three bottles of wine at an Olive Garden. Easy. You could either do that alone or spend the $92 and have sex with a beautiful man. Who cares? As long as you're being safe, it's consensual, and you feel, you know, that you're having a good time, enjoy yourself. It's okay. Also, no shame in bartending. Honey, that's how I paid my bills for most of my life. In fact, when I was 13, and you know, most girls are babysitting, I was actually working at a Hooters. I was bartending. You know, I was a larger girl, taller too. And I've always had a deep voice. So authority, you know, especially like middle-aged men who were like managers of Hooters were just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that checks out. Oh, yeah, you seem like you're 35. Come bartend. But I was 13. My parents had to drive me there. And they didn't think it was weird at all that I was bartending at a Hooters at 13. They were like, my dad was like, entrepreneur, boss bitch. So one, let's never put down a bartending job because... (laughs) Really, as far as I'm concerned, bartenders have one of the best jobs. You meet new people, you get to, you know, lube people up, you get creative. It's a creative outlet. You know, a Tom Collins or a, I don't know, a Pimm's Cup isn't just, you can't just close your eyes and make one. You know, there's a lot of other technique involved. Although if you ever call yourself a mixologist, we're done here. But if you're like, I make craft cocktails, fuck it up. You know what you're also fucking up? In a good way, you pussy. This week, on a Monday, Tuesday, turn around with a Navy man. And listen, I hooked up with a guy from the Air Force, okay? Army, it's a little sketch. Navy, though, they're gentle. 
Because when you're with when you're with a Navy man, they're out at sea, right? Usually, sometimes, wherever they're based is usually in the ocean, next to six dolphin. So when you get them on land, you know they're hungry for it. You know they haven't seen it in a while, but they're also gentle because if you don't have a gentle energy out on the water, even on a big Navy ship, you know what I mean. The the ocean will fight back. So it's really about somebody, it's, you know, fighter pilots are get in, get out, jackhammer. You know, they're usually used to going into combat, you know, flying by somewhere, dropping something and skeeting out. A Navy man is patient. The sex is low, slow. And then he brings it in. I don't know why, with that noise I just made, that's him doing a couple good thrusts at the end. A Navy man is good. He's on the ocean. You know what I mean? He has to be patient. He doesn't know when he's going to see land. And by land, I mean pussy. A guy in the army, a guy in the army always wants to tie you to the bedpost. And you're like, no. And then if you fuck a Green Beret, good luck to you. Green Berets are always the kind of people who want to have sex in like at a hockey game, you know, on a putt course in an attic. You're like, we have a California king-size bed. We can't just do it there. Always the Green Berets because they're used to hiding in the bushes. You know, it's like a Navy SEAL still though. A Navy SEAL, if you get have sex with a Navy SEAL, that's really the ultimate pinnacle. I would love if we have any ladies or gentlemen who've had sex with Navy SEALs to send in your review. Dead ass serious. I don't want no jokesters. But yeah, enjoy yourself. You said he was beautiful, beautiful mixed man. Gorgeous, love it. I'm sure he has stunning skin, beautiful eyes, great hair, delicious body. Live your life, bitch. And then when you go back to your bartending job on Wednesday, you look at all the other people that you're serving, my ties too. And you know what your opening line is? My opening line was always just, hey, how the hell we doing? What can I get you guys? You know, hey, how the hell you doing? I'm Heather, what can I get you? In that tone. Very, I mean, that that says, welcome to my bar. And they always say, I'm doing freaking great. How are you? Yeah, what are we drinking? You tell people, your opening line's gonna be like, I got laid by a Navy man. What are we drinking? And they're gonna go, sex on the beach. And you're like, that's exactly what I did. And don't automatically cut out the fact that you're not gonna end up with this man. You don't know. Maybe you know. But if it's good, enjoy yourself. And if he, if you keep in contact, you can go visit the guy. And you know, they're always in San Diego. And I don't know if you know this, but San Diego is a great place. You know, they're usually up in like coastal places. I have, I've never not had a bad time in San Diego. So live your life. No regrets. Don't want to hear it. Live, laugh, love. Fuck it up. Anchor up. Nothing goes down faster than an anchor and nothing goes down faster than Erica. Love you. Enjoy yourself. Absolutely, yes. Modern fertility is my jam. And why do you need it? Do you even know what your anti-mullerian hormone is, your AMH? Well, guess what? It's a way to detect kind of your ovarian reserve. How many eggs do you want? Have you thought about having a baby? Are you trying to get pregnant? Have you thought about what that future looks like? If you ever wanted to test your fertility, go with Modern Fertility today. It's a really cool at-home testing kit. You do a simple finger prick. You could take a little blood sample. You send it into their facility and then you basically get some amazing information back. There's so much about fertility that's a complete mystery. That's where Modern Fertility tests come in. Think of your fertility hormones as tiny detectives. They can bring you tons of insight into your egg count, reproductive timeline, and even possible outcomes for egg freezing and IVF. Everything you need to know to get proactive about your fertility. Here's the thing. Another reason I love them. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars towards modern fertility. 
You get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into every hormone, which every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe even one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help make the right decision. Right now, go to modernfertility.com and they're offering our listeners $20 off tests when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $139 instead of several hundred or even thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Again, that's modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Hi, Heather. This is Molly from California. I'm calling and absolutely not on myself. I am the villain. I am the drama. I am the bully. So here's the story. Last night, I'm at the grocery store. I'm like tired. I'm just not like in my groove or whatever. And I accidentally start like rearranging the guy's groceries on the belt in front of me thinking they're mine. And like, that was annoying. And so I turned to the girl behind me and I was like, oops, like, whatever. And so we start small talk, like this girl and I, she's like cute. She's my age, like whatever. And by the time, like I check out and everything, she was like, Hey, like you're funny. Like you live in the area. Let's exchange numbers. I was like, great. I take out my phone and she tells me her number and I put it in my phone and it auto populates as don't answer. And then her name and where I originally met her. So apparently I met this girl four years ago. I got weird vibes. I got weird energy. I was new to the area and I was trying to like suss out who I was going to be friends with. This poor girl, I must have ruined her day. She has no idea why I saved her number as don't answer. It's a me problem, not a her problem. And I hope she listens to the Absolutely Not podcast so that I can like apologize right here because I don't have the balls to do it in person if I ever see her again. So I'm the worst, absolutely not to me for saving people's numbers. Don't answer because I'm too insecure to like confront my own demons. So anyways, yeah, absolutely not to me. Have a great day. Love and light. Do you know how many people I have in my phone as don't answer? Fucking crazy. Looked at me weird, possessed by the devil. Demon in their throat. (laughs) I truly connect with people on their energy. You know what I mean? And I'm a good read of character. I'm a good judge of character, like immediately. I mean, I'm kind. I'm a very kind person, but I'm very quick. I'm I'm like, okay, cool. I I listen to my intuitions. I know if you're going to be busted. You know what I mean? And I'll say, I have friends in my life that I prejudged and then they ended up being the best people in the world. Like Raymond and I did not like each other the first day we met each other. But he was giving me cunty energy and I gave it right back to him. And so then we, I was like, I met my match. Do you know what I mean? Okay, here's the deal. If this girl listens to the podcast, we would like you to know that this lovely woman has officially apologized. She's sorry. I also love that you came into the voicemail, the hotline with, I am the drama. I am the problem. I am the one stirring the pot. But at the time, you know, when you move to a new place, you're in a new city, in a new environment, it's very hard to feel settled. So you probably just for some reason, it could have been like, I don't know, fuck. You know, she had a couple flyaways. You were doing something cunty and judgy. We already know it. You judged her for no reason, but you you felt the energy. And maybe it was the energy like you're at the wrong Ralph's or the wrong Vons. You know, you can have bad energy when you go into a different grocery store. I understand in this situation, you were re-seeing this woman in a grocery store. Regardless though, it's, you know what? You admitted it. And I think that's two steps to moving forward. I got bad energy once. I don't think I've ever told this story. And honestly, this is, is not actually the same story. It's actually has nothing to do with it, but this is how I know the devil's real. I was sitting, have I ever told this story? If I have, I apologize. I was sitting in the airport. I was like maybe 14. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was sitting in the Atlanta airport. You know how every airport has a fucking Popeye's. You know it. Every airport has a Popeye's chicken. I'm sitting there and there's a woman. And, and so I'm, I'm sitting towards with my back to the gate and I'm sitting towards the Popeye's. There is a woman in line at the Popeye's. And it was something like some energy told me to look at her. So I look at this woman. She slowly turns her head toward me, looks me in my eyes, and her eyes are completely black. 
like, like no pupil, no white, no iris, no nothing, fully black. And it was like, it happened in slow motion. And then she slowly turned her face back to like face the chicken, you know, to face the sneeze guard to see what you wanted. And it like happened in slow motion. And I froze and I grabbed my sister and I was like, Ashley, oh my God, that lady just had black eyes. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I looked up and like the woman wasn't there. I do think that was a demon. I really genuinely think that was like a trust fall, some sort of weird spiritual warfare. I looked up and the woman wasn't there. And the woman looked at me with dark eyes, satanic eyes. Now, I know this is not the same thing. (laughs) You were just being a judgmental bitch and put this woman in your phone as don't answer. But here's the thing. You know better. Come on. In your phone, it doesn't say don't answer at the top. It says their name. It'll, it should say like Michelle Weatherbottom. And then under their company, you put something like DA. You know what I mean? And then that way, if they're like, what's the DA stand for? You're like, oh, weren't you a district attorney? They don't know that it means don't answer. That's what you do. You know, Kimberly McMillan. FC, fat coochie. You know what I mean? And you remember, you're like, oh, I can't. This woman, all she talks about is how fat her coochie is. And I can't, I can't. You've got to be smarter than that. You know, you've called yourself out. So absolutely yes to owning it. And absolutely yes to this public apology for this lovely woman that you said don't answer because you thought she was demon possessed. Which, and now on the other side of it, unless she had black eyes, like the woman I saw in line at a Popeye's, then <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this. She's probably great. Y'all, the woman that I saw, she was a white woman with like brown hair and she was wearing like shorts and a, t- and a t-shirt because it was summer. We were going somewhere. We were going on vacation somewhere. And it was like, she turned her head very slowly and something drew me to her. It was like a weird energy and she just had fully black eyes. And I don't think I've ever shared this story. And I don't tell a lot of people this story. And every time I bring it up, it's like, I, that was the devil. And I know I saw him and I, in my mind and in my mouth, I said, I rebuke you. You know what I mean? But you got to come up with something better. You save their name. Even if it's a creepy guy at the bar, Joe Smith. If it's a guy, actually, fuck it. Put creeper, perv, did time in Guantanamo for ISIS-related issues. Whatever they did, just put it in there. But girls, we got to give each other a second chance. You know, another caller called and she was talking about how hard it's been to make friends. We've had some other folks call in and say that. And my buddy Ray, I was talking to Ray and he's in New York and he's just, you know, he was bummed out. He's like, Heather, I'm having the hardest time meeting really like salt of the earth, good people. And I, please, if you guys listen to this, please send Ray a DM. If you're in New York and you're good people and you're fun and you have your head on your shoulders and you love the Lord, but you're also like down to clown and have a good time and you love to laugh, send Ray a DM, you know, please send him a DM because he was like, Heather, I am having the hardest time meeting good people. And it's hard. It's hard when you become an adult to make friends. And we really have to go out of our comfort zone. And, and, and it is hard. So you were a big nasty bitch to put don't answer because this girl could have been great. And also, if you're going to write something bad about somebody in, a, in your phone, make it so you know the code word. You know, it could literally be her name. It could be like Kim McMillan, 123. And if you see 123 as a code, you know, don't answer. And then if she sees one, two, three next to her name, you're like, oh, my fat fingers. I don't know. You know, when I was typing your name in so quick, it just said one, two, three. Uh, Blame it on your fat fingers. (sighs) Come on. You got to be smarter than that. But if you are at the grocery store or the airport or a Popeye's or a Jiffy Lube or a T-Mobile or a Marshall's or a TJ Maxx and somebody looks at you and they have completely black eyes and then they disappear, that's the devil. And you need to immediately get on your knees and repent. So just sharing what I know about the dark side of the world. Thank you for calling yourself out. Thank you for being honest. If you're listening and you were the one who realized that you were do not answer or don't answer in somebody's phone, she's apologizing. She is a cunt, but she does want to be friends with you. She will see you at brunch on Sunday. Let's get to the next voicemail. Heather. This is just too good not to share. I was at dinner literally laughing my ass off at the story my husband told. So he tells me he takes this guy to work or from work 
to Chick-fil-A drive-thru on lunch. He said he didn't really want to go to lunch with this guy, but he asked him, whatever. So they're sitting in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru and my husband's like, hey, don't worry about it. Like, I'll get your lunch. And the guy's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, no problem. So he pulls up to the window. He orders himself normal meal and then asks the guy what he wants. And he <laughs> turns to him and says, I'll take 30 chicken nuggets. And I literally like about spit out my food. I said, 30? And he was like, yes, 30, three, zero. So then he was like, are you sure this is all for you? And he was like, yes. So then my husband gets bamboozled into paying for this man's 30 chicken nuggets. It was such a big order. They made them pull off to the side and wait. And I was just like, what in the actual fuck is going on? So anyways, to get back to the office, apparently the guy ate every single chicken nugget in the order. I just bamboozled, just completely bamboozled. Absolutely not. So had to share this. I think I shed several tears just laughing at the insanity that is this. But anyways, love and light. Love you. Can't wait to see you in Cincinnati in a few weeks. Bye. Okay. This is an absolutely not. That's too many nuggets. I'm a very big proponent of nuggets, but that's weird. You're telling me you're getting in the car with a coworker. They're offering to buy you lunch and you get a 30 pack. You get a 30 pack. Nah, no. <laughs> that's fucking wild. That's like being, okay, think of another restaurant equivalent. I saw this thing that was going around on Instagram. And I don't know if it was real or if this girl was bullshitting. She said she went on a date and this guy had her come pick him up. And then they went to Taco Bell. He forgot his wallet and she, he made her buy a hundred tacos. And then he went back to his house and he ate them. Why would you not fucking get out? You know what I mean? If, if a coworker asks, you don't even get a large drink. If somebody else is buying you lunch, you go, I'll take a kid's cup. That's because I'm Southern and that's the, the shit we do. I would never be like, can I have a 30 count? And then he ate them. Could I eat 30 nuggets? Absolutely. Easy. That's not even honestly a lot. Like when you really look at the count of nuggets, it's not a lot. Because if you've ever had a, like a party platter, again, back to the Antipas, the Arabic meze, that's not a lot. When you're on like a big charcuterie, big spread, you can easily eat 2,000 calories. You don't even realize it. That's why I've had to learn in my portions, like put the carrots and the hummus on a plate and don't just stand there and hover over the fucking dip, Heather, because you'll have the entire fucking dip. The baba ganoush will be goodbye. Goodbye, baba ganoush. <laughs> okay. I mean, 30 nuggets for a coworker is aggressive. I mean, for the sexual tension alone that would be in the car. If I'm in the car with a coworker, male, female, doesn't matter, and they order 30 nuggets, the big dick, big pussy energy that they're going to be giving me because they're brazen enough to make that order is insane. Is insane. Then I'm like, like, especially if it was a dude and he was like, yo, and I'm like, oh, I'll buy lunch, not a problem. Yeah, so I'm going to get a value size because I'll still order. If I'm ordering and I'm paying, I'm still getting a value size. Can I get a large number two? Yes, my chicken sandwich, unsweet iced tea, splash of diet lemonade. Great. Yeah, like an Arnold Palmer, but like less guilty. And then if he were to say, I'll get a 30 count of nuggets, do you know what I would immediately do? Fuck that man. And I'm married. (laughs) So you see what a temptation that is. Two dudes in a car and he says, I'll take 30 nuggets. That's a serial killer. That's not even like a hot gay flirt. That's a serial killer. If you don't say, I'll take a number one, ask for one condiment and a normal size drink. I'll just take an unsweet iced tea. You don't get the large. You don't ask them to value size it. You don't ask for a side. You get your number one with a fry and an unsweet iced tea and you go about your merry way. But if you're a man and woman coworker in the car and either one of you orders a 30 count nugget, you're fucking. That's sexual tension. (laughs) You hear me? Let's use a different restaurant for maybe those people who don't have a Chick-fil-A. If you're, I don't know, at a pizza joint and you get a personal pizza to yourself, you know, easy, New York, you go in, I get a vodka slice and a buffalo chicken pizza slice. And then the guy next to me gets a full pie, assorted, an assortment of full pies, I will suck his dick in an alley. I don't know what it is, but that's where I'm at. People are getting really wild with the sexual tension at work. That's a temptation. 
I don't know if it was a temptation for your husband. For two dudes, that's a serial killer. But I'm just saying. And if it's two women in the car and one of them, you know, is a coworker and she orders a 30 nugget, you just know she's on her period and you're like, girl, do you? <laughs> you know, I didn't even think twice about that. If I'm with a brand new coworker where it should be awkward and I should just order like a small meal and not be judged and or spend too much of their money. And they're like, yo, oh, you're paying for it? Oh, cool. I'll get a 30 count nugget and every single sauce you have. They know that I'm on my period. And we know, and it's just a given. And they're like, oh, you want an extra large drink? Yeah, actually give me two Diet Dr. Peppers. That's it. That's an unspoken. We are all on the same page there. And I love that. And I respect that. But two dudes, Serial killer. That, there's nothing sexual about that. Even if they were both homosexual males, that's too much. It's too much. It's greedy. It's real greedy. You got to watch out for people like that in your life. As soon as they hear the open bar, oh, you know, Dan's buying drinks. Let me get seven Cosmos. Take them to the head. You're greedy. And that person's always about to get divorced. You know it. You know that person in a co-working environment and you go out and Dan's buying drinks and that person always says, I'd like six Cosmos and it's another dude named like Nick. You're like, oh, fuck. Nick's about to get divorced, isn't he? Because he's a greedy man. He's greedy with his time. He's greedy with the sex he doesn't give his wife and or husband. He's a greedy man. Keep an eye out for those people. And then poor Dan's like, well, fuck. Your marriage problems aren't, you know, it shouldn't be reflected on my fucking bar tab. That's where my mind goes. Yeah, that's insane. Wow. We are literally fixing the world's problems. You know, I think about it. People have asked me to go and do like, like more political talks, but honestly, I'm in the middle. I'm moderate as fuck. I'm like, you stay out of my business, I stay out of yours, but if you need healthcare, you should have access to it. You know what I'm saying? But I've also thought like if maybe like other politicians like called into the hotline, but they didn't say it like, hey, I'm, I don't know, like Bernie Sanders. This is my question. If they like posed other questions and then let me answer them, I might be able to fix some things. But if I'm under a hot lamp of somebody asking like, what do you think about this one bill or this law? It's too stressful. But if you phrase it in like this, I can answer. I can solve a lot of problems. Did that make sense? Probably not. Okay, great. Let's get to the next voicemail. I am sitting next to my canopy humidifier, feeling moisturized, feeling lush. You know what I don't have time for this season is to be dry. It's to have my science is dry, to have my skin be dry. There's no, there's no reason when you have an amazing humidifier that is literally changing the game, and that's canopy. The canopy humidifier is recommended by leading dermatologists to help all skin types look and feel better. Canopy's humidifiers, invisible moisture, combats dryness, sensitivity, dullness, fine lines, and wrinkles. And the humidifier promotes a healthy skin barrier and increases the efficacy of your topical skincare products. Also, what's great is it has an invisible mist, okay? So when the moisture is coming out of the air, it's not like that disgusting old humidifier you used to use where it had like would like blow on you like a chimney and that has dirty particles. No, no, no. Canopy is clean and it's fantastic. And honestly, I take it on the road with me because I could not live without it. The Canopy Humidifier enhances the well-being of the entire family by alleviating cough, nasal congestion, and sinus irritation, and also aids in easier breathing and better sleep. If you're like me and you get chronic sinus infections, you sleep with your canopy next to your bed, and the next thing you know, you're going to wake up with that beautiful moisturized sinus, so you're not going to have that congestion. That just makes you feel like crud the next day. Go to canopy.co, that's getcanopy.co. To save $25 off your Canopy humidifier purchase today when you opt into a replacement filter subscription. You'll receive a replacement filter every six weeks. That's right when it's time for a new one. Plus, you'll receive a free aroma kit to be used with Canopy's humidifiers built-in aroma diffuser. That's a $40 value. Even better, there's a special offer for Absolutely Not listeners. Use code ABSOLUTELY10 at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Canopy also just launched an amazing waterless mist-free aroma diffuser that is a great addition to any room and alleviates your space effortlessly. Again, go to getcanopy, G-E-T-C-A-N-O-P-Y dot C-O dot co today and use code ABSOLUTELY10 for an extra 10% off at checkout. Your skin will thank you. It's Hannah from Raleigh and... I just wanted to say absolutely yes to your Charlotte show this past weekend. It was amazing. Like the energy in the room was just palpable. It was crazy. And I was talking to my sister-in-law who went with me and we were just saying how happy we were for you. 
and your success. And I think that's what a lot of people were feeling in that room. Just happy for you, happy to be with their friends laughing and in a more normal environment than it's been the past year and a half. Because, you know, it's been difficult. Like, it's been hard. And I'm a nurse. It's not always been easy, but listening to your podcast, seeing you on Instagram, and now your show, you just bring so much joy to your fans. And you can tell you're just real and genuine. And I think that's what a lot of people connect to. So thank you. And I just can't wait to go see your Durham show next month with my husband. So we're so excited. And he's dressing up as Mr. Worldwide for Halloween. So he's going to continue the party for your show. And so if you see a male version of Pitbull, it's probably him. So absolutely yes to you laughing and being with friends. Hope you're doing well and getting rest. Bye. Hannah, thank you for that gorgeous, sweet, tender, angelic voicemail. Girl, I feel it. I felt it. I just, the energy this weekend was so amazing. And I know I sound like a broken record, but it's a broken record of true gratitude. I'm just so grateful to do what I do. You have no idea when you get to live like in your purpose, it's the wildest feeling. Other things I would have been decent at probably like maybe like a Ted Lasso, like a professional sports coach. Cause I don't really care. I care about people, but I don't actually care about the game. You know what I mean? So I would probably, probably would have been good at that bus driver. I'm fantastic with wide spaces, with wide objects. I mean, you have to do the proper training for sure. You know, you have to get a, a certain certification classification with your driver's license to drive a bus, but I think I'd be pretty good. You know, I enjoy the open road. I'd hit a couple podcasts. I could probably record podcasts while I drive. Maybe it's a cross-country trucker. And some other things I might be good at if I wasn't doing, you know, an esthetician, waxer. Great. Because think about how painful it is sometimes you're getting Brazilian. You know, maybe I'm, you know, and I'm good at distracting because that's what a lot of entertainment is. It's distracting. And I'd be putting the hot wax, combing it down, you know, the downward stroke of your pubes, tell you a little giggle, take a deep breath and there you go. You'd be in and out of my salon so quick with a hairless kitty, you wouldn't even know what hit you. And that's exciting. So I just want to say, I'm so glad to do what I do and grateful for each and every one of you and your support over the years. Because listen, y'all have really been in it since the beginning. You have. You've been there since the beginning of this fucking podcast. You know what a struggle it's been. You know what I'm dealing with. You know how Hollywood is. You know the fucking bullshit. Because I'm honest about it. Because in comedy, I've used my platform, I think, to just show you what the fuck's going on. You know, in Hollywood, you're dodging Harvey Weinstein's and hoping somebody with a decent moral compass calls you fucking back and green lights your show. But to be on stage and be live and to see you guys is fucking amazing. And I'm so thrilled you're bringing your husband to the Durham show. I want to say I got a couple of voicemails of women being like, shout out to the straight dudes that come to the show or shout out to that one grumpy straight guy. There's so many husbands and, and dudes that support the podcast and that come. And I am so grateful for the female energy. But I want to give a shout out to the bros too, because y'all come and you have a good time. And even if you come and you don't know what to expect and you're in this like sea of estrogen, I don't know why it's like a man thing to be like, eh. But girls are funny. <laughs> oh my God, this is crazy. Chicks kind of like de comedy professionally. The guys who aren't like that and come and have a great time, fuck yeah. At the Charlotte show, I was like, any straight dudes here? And they're like, hoo, hoo, like Arsenio Hall, like just, hoo, 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 just screaming. And it was so fucking great and funny. And I got a couple of voicemails of girls being like, this dude, you know, on my row, wouldn't quit, wouldn't shut the fuck up and had to keep chiming in. Yeah, there's always going to be one. There's always going to be one. But for the most part, I want to say, y'all, the, the dudes being supportive and then supporting your wives too and doing something together and come and see comedy is fucking great. I have so many other female comedy friends and they're like, it's so much fun to see couples come out. Jeff and I go see comedy together. You know, we go see shows and entertainers. It's like, why not come out? Bring the whole fucking family. Let's have a good time. Do not bring your children, though. The show is not appropriate for children. There was the best in Charlotte. Oh, my God. This woman on, like, the front row, I went up to her. When I opened the show, I, I go up and I do a little crowd work. And I went up to this woman. I asked her husband. I was like, what are you doing? He just goes, he stays up and goes, I do heat and air. I laughed so hard. He was so confident. He was second row. He was fucking jazzed to be there. I hope he had a great time. His wife was fucked up and she was thriving. And he goes, baby, I do heat and air. And I was like, 
fuck yeah, Charlotte. Hell yeah. His name is Mark. I'm Mark and I do hating in the air. And I was like, Mark, you can cool down this pussy any day. So great. So don't call me and leave a voicemail about like you had to drag your husband or your husband was like, what's going on? Why are there so many women here? Guess what? A lot of them have a great time. And I love to hear that your husband's coming to the show in Durham because he's going to have a fucking blast. Going to be a lot of professional athletes at the Durham show. Ladies, if you're single, definitely come. I don't know why, but I've gotten DMs from all these professional athletes that they're coming. I Don't ask me. I don't fucking know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. A hockey player from a basketball player do a baseball. I, do, I really don't. And that's not me being like, oh, I don't know. Like, I literally don't. But I don't know. Jeff said a bunch of dudes are coming. Whether they're married or not, they're probably coming with their wives. But if they are married, good luck to you. Anyways, to be able to just do what I do and, and you felt the energy, it was the coolest thing. And listen, I say my fans are predominantly female and I fucking love it because the guys have done their thing and it's fucking badass to see a community of chicks supporting each other and doing it and we're laughing and we're giggling and we're talking about the things that relate to us and what makes us uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And that is what it's fucking about. We are in this together. <sighs> These shows were so fun. What did somebody, some, something really funny happen in Philly? It'll come to me in a minute. It, of course, as soon as I'm done recording, I'll be laying in bed tonight being like, fuck, I should have added that. It was just such a cool weekend. And gearing up, like, I mean, what shows do we have left? We have Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Durham, Richmond, three shows in New York, two shows in Boston, DC. Fuck, what else? I have a, a million other fucking shows. I'm going a million places. Why am I blanking? I'm just having, I, we, we've got a lot, guys. We've got a lot. And just so you know, we're going to be announcing the entire spring leg of the tour. So if you're like, like Atlanta, Atlanta basically has a gun in my head. Of course, we're trying to film a special in Atlanta. That's going to be the last show we do in the spring. So just hang tight. I'm trying to finalize all these contracts with these places, but we're going to announce Canada, the West Coast, all the West Coast, more Texas dates, Florida dates, you know, Southwest, like everywhere. We're going everywhere. Kansas, Tennessee, Columbus, <laughs> just going to Columbus. I'm trying to say Tulsa, Oklahoma, Nebraska, all those places. We're coming. We're coming. Hang tight. And if you haven't come to a show yet, you should come, obviously, because, you know, it helps me with my taxes. But you should come because the cool thing is the amount of friends that people are making at these shows. That's the fucking thing. That's what I forgot. All right. If you're having a hard time making friends, come to a Heather McMahon show. I just said myself in third person. I immediately regretted it. Come to a show. And maybe we have something where, like, if you're there alone, maybe you wear, like, a color or, you know, I don't know, we do something. Maybe you wear kitty ears Let's not make it weird, but let's make it cute. Maybe you wear a visor. I don't know. A visor, if you wear a visor, it doesn't bother anybody sitting behind you. Like a fedora blocks the view. A visor is fine. Maybe we, we buy some Amazon cheetah print visors. And, and if you're a solo rider, you wear that and people are like, girl, come join our group. Girl, come hang out. Dude, what's up? Fuck yeah. I don't know. Let's think of something. You guys come up with a suggestion. And then, because people message me all the time, they're like, I came to the show alone. And fuck yeah, go to shows alone. But the community at these shows are so much fun and people are there and they're there to have a good time. It's been really cool. The community is so supportive. It's just really fun. So let's think of a cool creative way too, if you're a solo writer at the uh, shows, how you, like, I don't know. I know there's a Heather 911 group on Facebook. If you want to join that as well, I don't know who's running that Facebook page, but if you're a solo writer, maybe present yourself and that way you can meet some friends that are going to go to the show and they'll have a cool pregame. I don't know. I just like when people make new friends. It's hard, okay? It's hard. And at these pregames, I'd appreciate it if you had a meze. If you had a baba ganoush for me, you know what I mean? Also, side note, one last thing, and then I'll let you go. We stayed at the Ritz in Philly, and when we got back to the hotel, it was overwhelming. There was like 100 people in, in the lobby drinking. I walked in, and they screamed. I felt like Ariana Grande. It was the coolest moment of my life. Turns out Jamie Foxx was in at the bar drinking, and nobody bothered him, but apparently he because my girlfriend like runs the Ritz there. Apparently the bar, he was like, who the fuck is that? Because y'all screamed when I walked in. I have never felt so cool in my life. I felt like Michael Jackson when he held his baby blanket, not his 
baby's blanket, his baby named blanket over the balcony in like Paris or something. I literally, he also has a baby named Paris. That's also weird. But I felt like that. I felt like I should have picked up Christina and like put her on my shoulders. Like that was my baby. And that's how cool I was. I felt very cool. I will be humbled this weekend in Ohio, I'm sure. But I felt very cool. Very cool. And then as, as I was walking to get to my, the elevator to my room, a woman had no shoes on and screamed and tackled a plant on accident. She, I don't know where her shoes were, but this sweet security guard, Lorraine, was like, I'll make sure you get to your room so you don't get attacked. Because I was like, yeah, I was a little overwhelmed. I was like, fuck, because I want to say hi to everybody. This girl popped out from behind a column. Like I walked past her and she goes, Help and then she jumped and had no shoes on and then fell over onto a plant. And I would have stopped to help her, but Lorraine was like, keep going. We're 40 feet from the elevator. <laughs> it was so funny. And if that woman's listening, thank you. You made my night and I hope you're okay. And also where the fuck are your shoes, bitch? You're in Philly. You can't be walking around the mean streets of Philly with no shoes on. But thank you again to everybody who came to the shows. Um, I'm just gushing and beaming with so much joy in my heart. And I cannot wait to be in Ohio again. We got a show in Columbus and Cleveland, then Cincinnati, Durham, Virginia, New York, Boston. We're coming for you. Heather on tour.com. And as always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. I will see you guys next week on the Absolutely Not Podcast. Arrivederci, chabellas. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.